Today's quote is: "There's one word which may serve as a rule of practice in all one's life: reciprocity." Confucius. This is episode thirty-seven, where we will be talking about reciprocity. Once you open your mind, there's no turning back. The path to building superior intelligence requires us to unlock the most fundamental secrets of the universe. You are on the verge of having a life most people can't even imagine. Welcome to the Joel Said podcast. In this podcast, we decode life and hack success with the help of neuroscience. Cognitive psychology and cutting-edge research that you can apply to your daily life. Hi everyone! It's so nice to be back. I missed recording. I had to take a little break there. I was studying for an exam and just couldn't do both. Sid decided to take over recording for me for a bit, but now I am back and I am ready to talk to you guys about reciprocity. This is a sub-series that we're doing within Influence. But the next few topics are tactics that you can use within persuasion. So an example of reciprocity is when you take someone out for lunch and say you pay for it, and then the next week you're out for a movie with this friend and they decide to pay for you. This gesture of appreciation and returning the favor is exactly what reciprocity is all about. I'm sure we have all experienced this at some point in our lives. This simple gesture of giving back actually increases your levels of oxytocin, which is a brain chemical that is also responsible for love, compassion, and caring for others. So it makes sense, right? You do something nice for someone, your oxytocin goes up. They reciprocate that back to you, and their oxytocin goes up. Sounds pretty awesome to me. If you want more information on oxytocin. Listen to episode number fourteen for details and its world-changing applications. But back to reciprocity and influence. So, what is reciprocity? According to evolutionary psychology, reciprocity is a non-market exchange of goods, ideas, or emotions, where delayed return is expected for social relationships to prosper. Or, in more relatable terms, helping others increases the likelihood that they will help you in the future, but not instantly. So, just going back to our previous example, you buy lunch for a friend at one point in time; they return the favor by paying for your movie. The practice of reciprocity is deeply rooted in our Western society and economy. Reciprocity was used on the one hand to legitimize the idea of self-regulating markets. You do something for me today, I'll do something for you at a later date, and to argue how individual vice was transformed into social good. So your individual vice is you need something, so you ask for help. This fulfills your individual vice. But because someone did something for you to fulfill your need, you want to return that favor to do something back for them, which becomes the social good. So, 
You benefit yourself, but we also benefit the social needs. So reciprocity in the corporate world. During an organizational behavior research, which means a study of individuals in an organization, they came up with two main components of reciprocity. One was POS, or Perceived Organizational Support. When employees or team members feel like the organization or their leaders value their contribution and about their actual well-being, the employees feel positive and in reciprocity, employees tend to perform better to pay back the perceived organizational support. Just imagine a time that this happened to you. I know this has happened to me recently. Like, My manager, I was working so, so hard, but she was so amazing and she always made sure that she valued me and she made sure to tell me I was doing a good job and she noticed how long I was staying or this or that. It made me feel good and it made me feel that even though I was putting in all this time, it was okay. Like I was actually appreciated. So it actually made me feel good. I'm sure a lot of you have experienced the same thing. The second component of reciprocity, according to this organizational behavioral study, was PPCV, or Perceived Psychological Contract Violation. That's a mouthful. So PPCV is the opposite of POS. And here, employees feel as if the company has betrayed them and they feel unappreciated. And as a result of feeling unappreciated, their performance drops. Think of a time when this has happened to you. It could be at work or in your personal life. When someone betrayed you or was unappreciative of something you did for them. At work, it could be that, I don't know, you worked on a project and put in all this time and effort and it went fully unnoticed. Or your manager actually took credit for what you did. Or you did something nice for your spouse and they didn't even say thank you. Just that small little thank you actually goes a long way. So make sure when you compare these two acts in your head, put yourself in the other person's shoe. If you're a leader, think about actually trying to perceive their support or going in accordance with the POS, showing someone that they're valued. Because on the flip side, If you don't, their performance drops, which fully affects you. So always remember to think of both sides. You got to put yourself in somebody else's shoes to see how it feels. Marketers and salespeople also make use of this social norm. Think about the last time a salesperson offered you a free item in return for listening to his or her sales pitch. Personally, I've had this happen in both Mexico and in Hawaii. And this person approaches you, oh, I'll give you this excursion for free if you come and listen to my hour talk about a timeshare. I don't know about you guys, I'm on vacation, an hour of my time for a $100 excursion. I'm okay with it. But after that, I always feel this sense of obligation to buy something for someone because they took the time to give me this pitch. I know I shouldn't feel guilty, but I do do and it sucks and I know a lot of people out there experience this. Well technically you have no commitment to buy anything 
you might find yourself experiencing an uncomfortable feeling of this obligation. You might not have to buy anything, but after receiving a gift, you probably do feel pressured to purchase a product. So, in this timeshare situation, I didn't buy the timeshare, but I did feel guilty that I sat there, listened to this person, I got something in return for it, and I didn't end up signing up with them. That feeling of guilt does suck. Another example of this is when you're shopping for a new mobile phone. The salesperson shows you a phone and tells you the price, but you're still not quite sure about it. Look, this is a great deal, but I'm also willing to throw in a new case for your phone as well. The sales representative says to you, it then appears that the salesperson is doing you a favor by offering an additional item that you didn't request. By doing this to you, this favor, you might feel obligated to buy that particular phone. So now for our famous how-to. Reciprocity with others. Give others something that they will truly appreciate, whether it's your time, your money, or your knowledge. Trust me, your time is the most valuable thing you can give someone. You can't get back your time, and that means a lot to that person who you're giving it up for. You give up your time to help a friend move or listen to them when they're going through something. They will never, ever forget that. And it helps release oxytocin in both parties because of the love and compassion. We have a deep psychological need to be even with others. If a person does something for you, you feel a need to get even by doing something nice in return for them. Well, guess what? The reverse is also true for that. If you do something that hurts someone, they will feel the need to hurt you back as well. So make sure you are careful. The next one is reciprocity with yourself. Perhaps you've planned to reward yourself with a gift or favor after finishing a big goal. Instead of waiting until the goal is complete, consider buying the gift ahead of time. This stimulates the discomfort of a reciprocation debt by taking a picture of yourself with the gift. By doing this, you feel guilty until you follow through with what you set out to accomplish. This way, it helps you think more long-term and it helps you transform by teaching you to follow through what you set out to do. So, all in all, reciprocity is built into all of us. When someone does something for us, we want to do something for them in return, whether it's good or bad. So just keep that in mind and put yourself in the other person's shoes when you're trying to decide what's going on. Thanks so much for tuning in. I just wanted to read one of our reviews left by one of our listeners. Download the episodes and save them. You'll want to hear most of these a few times. Love it. Thank you so much, Justin Stay. That was so awesome. I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy to hear that you enjoy listening to our podcast. <laughs> 